0: Welcome to the Mindful Personal Training Podcast with Dr. Clint Cepeda. Dr. Cepeda will discuss all the issues you face when losing weight, creating effective exercise design, and training with intensity. Dr. Cepeda is a health and exercise science researcher specializing in obesity, program design, and mindful behavioral changes. Be sure to stop by drclincipata.com for more information. And now here is Dr. C. We like to think that we are intensive in our workouts and for the most part, you are not. I mean, that's the, the truth. I mean, if you were intense in your workouts, it actually answers a lot of the other questions that you may have. For instance, if you are doing a up. And one thing about the pushup is that you can use body weight. You can do it anywhere. The problem is, is that most people that do a pushup, they just have a set number. So if you had 10, you're sitting and doing 10 and that's great. And then the next week you do 10 or maybe 15 and that's great. But there's no consistency and intensity there. When you take a look at an exercise like the pushup, it's so multifaceted. The intensity level can be changed. And that's where people like me come in where we put one leg in the air or we'll put some weight on your back or we'll do a exercise tempo where you're going 5 seconds down 4 seconds up. The tough part about things like that is that nobody will do it. They won't do it because they either lack the creativity or that's just not in their nature to be a little bit more intensive in their workouts. They'll knock out the 10 and use it as a warm-up, but if you take a look at your intensity and you take a look at How to change your exercise regimen and your exercise routine by making changes that are harder, by making changes that are tougher. That's where the intensity bedrock starts. You can't just keep doing the same exercise over and over again and just to check off a box and realize that, well, you know what? I'm glad that I did that. I'm glad I did 25. Okay, that's great, but to make the exercise and the push-up maybe a little bit more intense, what about 25 push-ups, and this is probably for the men, and you're putting 135 pounds, 245-pound plates on the bar or the bench, knock out 10 reps of those, and then come back again and do 25 again. So basically, you're looking at 50 push-ups, but in between the 50 push-ups, we turn the body upside down, and instead of you pushing down on the floor, you are pushing the bench press. But those three exercises are actually just two, really, in a row the 25 pound push up, or the 25 push ups, then switching directly over to the 135 pound bench press for maybe 10 reps, then come back again for 25 push ups. That's how you change the intensity of your workout. Most people will do the push ups first, kind of wait, walk around. Most people will do the push ups first, kind of wait, walk around kind of go, okay, you know, man, you know, that's great. 25. Okay. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. Then if it's a guy, they will put the 45 pound plates on and that's great. And then stick with that. Then that's it. Take a break, stick with that, take a break. And that's fine. But our question is about intensity. Our question and, and what we're trying to solve is the intensity in your workouts, the intensity that you are trying to incorporate. Same thing goes for cardiovascular. I mean, this is like the biggest thing you'll see in the gym all the time. As far as cardiovascular goes, you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, I run. That, that's great. And I get it. But I've been in this business for a long time. Most of my adult life since I was, she's what, 17, 18. And it doesn't matter what I saw back then, what I saw five years ago and what I see now. It's the same thing. The intensity hasn't changed because it's a checkbox. It's good to be on the elliptical. It's good to be on the treadmill moving and walking. And and popular culture will tell you, yeah, you know, as long as you move 30 minutes, and and that's great. But what if you're trying to lose 40 pounds? What if you have a heart condition? What if you have some sort of predisposed condition to where, you know, you do need to drop the weight and fairly fast? 30 minutes of walking at low intensity is great to start, but that is low intensity. People forget that intensity has different varying degrees of what it could be low, moderate, vigorous, hypervigorous. I mean, these are all buzz terms, but you'll always hear low to moderate. I believe and the research that uh, we have conducted is that the moderate to vigorous is where we need to be. Now then it gets a little bit deeper because the moderate to vigorous for each person is different. And the moderate to vigorous for you is different than the moderate to vigorous for me. However, the moderate to vigorous intensity in an exercise program, most people kind of are sub meaning exactly what we talked about earlier with the 25 push-ups, that's great, and stop. Then they'll use that as a, a maybe warm-up or just even if it gets the 25 push-ups. Some people can't. I get that. But to increase the intensity of the exercise, we talked about it. You're going to do the 25, nice, immediately head to the bench press, Knock out 10 on 135 pounds or whatever your weight you want to use. You don't want to use heavy weight. Then turn around and do 25 again. Now, that was a span. Honestly, it'll probably take you, if you're doing it right, maybe 45 seconds. I mean, if that. But in that 45 seconds versus you doing 25 pushups, taking a break, loading up the bench press, doing that for 10 reps, taking a break, and then... Coming up with your next exercise, you've wasted three or four minutes. That's not how intensity works. Intensity works is trying to maximize the amount of exercise effort at a high, moderate to vigorous level, not a low or submaximal, submaximal, moderate level. That's not intensity. You're going backwards. You're just checking off boxes. And I like to talk about checking off boxes because most people will check off a box and that's tough. Because that mentality translates to everything else. I went to the gym today. I went to my class today. I went to this, that, and the other thing. And those are checking off boxes. When I train and I work out and I'm training for that particular day, I don't want to check boxes. I want to see how intense I can get because those are challenges. And once I conquer that challenge, it excites me. It makes me feel better about myself because, oh, wow, man, I did 25 then 135 for 10, then back to 25 again, try that. I mean, it's not going to happen to everybody that you're going to knock it out and go, oh my gosh, that's really tough. It's supposed to be tough. It's not meant to be easy. I mean, if it was easy, trust me, everybody would have great legs, great chest, strong upper body, strong lower body, but they don't. But I you know, I digress a little bit. I moved away from that, but let's get back to like the cardiovascular portion of intensity. You're looking at people on, on the treadmill. We're looking at people on the elliptical, Get it, love it, but that's only temporary. You have to realize that when you look at your workout and you're looking at your training style, intensity has a lot to do of for your success. It has a lot to do with how you are going to approach weight loss, muscle gain, fat loss, healthy lifestyle, getting to the gym when you know you're tired. Intensity reverberates through every single thread and every single cycle of being in shape. I'm sorry, but that is a hard truth. Walking for 30 minutes at the same incline or the same speed in six months, in four months, three months, it'll work for those who have been sedentary for most of their life. It works for those people that have never, ever exercised in their entire life or maybe have some predisposed structural conditions or arthritis or things that make their mobility a little bit different than most people that's great. It has its place. I mean, don't ever think that, well, you know, Dr. C, you, you you think that, you know, walking is bad. I never said that. I said that walking has its place. I think that when you take a look at the mobility of a certain individual, if that's all they can do for now, great. But for the average person that comes in and I've seen it old and as young as the gym demographic is, I mean, even you got a 45 year old man, you know, looks in pretty decent shape but it's got a little pot belly, but they'll walk just because they hate to run. Okay. Do you hate to run or do you not have the intensity to run? Aren't those two different questions? Because if you hate to run, it means you hate it. You hate it because there's a reason why you hate it. You can't say you hate it because why? What is the reason why? You hate it because fill in the blank. Because what? I hate it because... I don't know. You had a coach that just destroyed you in cross country and you hated him. Okay. But he's not here anymore. You're not in cross country anymore. Give me another one. I hate running because I have been training clients and seen people hate to run when I talk to them and they will decree to me, which is funny. A person in out of shape decreeing to a coach, a performance coach, or even a a good professional personal trainer, I don't want to do this because, and as you sit there and you, and you listen to the reasoning and you listen to why they don't want to do it because I'm like, but you're out of shape. I mean, you're, you're, you're out of shape. You're telling me advice for something that you have no inkling about, because if you did, you wouldn't be here talking to me. And I think cardiovascular intensity is one of those things that are scary for a lot of people because they don't like that huffing and puffing. They don't like that. Oh, oh man, I'm out of breath. Oh, that's what cardiovascular is. We're trying to challenge that cardiovascular system. We're trying to challenge those lungs. We're trying to challenge the blood to pump as vigorous as possible to get all those great nutrients into the uh, into the bloodstream, into the muscles into everything. Blood is everywhere in your body. And one of the great things that we can do is do cardiovascular that can be moderate to a uh, moderate to vigorous intensity. I mean, the research is there, but yet, but yet your definition of moderate to vigorous intensity versus my definition, it's always going to be submaximal every time, never fails. If you take a look at elite athletes or even NC2A athletes or people that really, really You know, challenge their body cardiovascular-wise. It's tough. It's not easy. It's not easy to run a sprint in 4.5 seconds. It's just not. But it is one of those things to where you may not be ready for the NFL Combine. I get that. But let's see if you can run a sprint in about seven seconds. You know, run a uh, you know 40-yard dash. I mean, is it possible? Sure. But it's a good goal to work towards. It's a great goal to work towards. Now you're not gonna hit that 4.2. That you're not gonna hit that you know, elite combined numbers. That's not your job, but what your job is, you can still take the exercise and you can still instead of, and that's not even walking. You can take the exercise and the benefits are still going to be there for you. Those numbers are just professional numbers. Those numbers are there for, you know, million dollar contracts. They're not there for a mother who is 40 years old, which by the way, is still a young age. It's not going to be something out of the ordinary for a 40 year old woman to try and you know, run a sprint. What's wrong with that? I mean, when you think about it, what stops you from increasing your cardiovascular output? It's not me. It's you. It is your fear of that cotton mouth where the mouth is dry. Or it's that fear of the, you know, the the load that you have to run. And you ah, oh, each step's going to be hard. Or it's the fear that you haven't done it in a while. Fear is, is, is that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother conversation. We're, we're talking about intensity here. So we can leave that to the side for now. But when you take a look at intensity, walking has its place, but walking to me, and there's research out there that can go either way, has not found the significant benefits that you can have by speeding up that walk to a jog or a sprint. Or an all-out run. I mean, it's you can use the walk. And I've been there. I get it. You know, I'm not saying that I'm devoid of not walking. You'll see me walking, but it could serve a purpose. One, I'm doing legs. So I just want to get the legs moving. I've been sitting in a car or I'm in the office. And I just want the legs to move. I just want them to just kind of get some blood. Get on the treadmill or the elliptical or the bike. And just get some blood flow. That is the purpose I use it for. But you cannot use it as the sole purpose for your entire cardio regimen. I mean, I challenge you to go into your local gym. I challenge you to go into, even for yourself, that people will use that cardio piece, whether it's a recumbent bike, an upright bike, treadmill, elliptical, and that is their entire cardio routine. That's their entire cardio workout for the day, day in, day out. I get it. La, 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 la. You can cry till the river is dark and blue. I get it. But you have to realize that when you take a look at that cardiovascular body that has been sitting on that recumbent bench, or bike rather, or the elliptical, they look exactly the same. They're checking off a box. I did my cardio today. You know, one thing you'll find out about this podcast is that I'm not trying to lie to you and make you feel good about yourself. That was your parents' job. That's not mine. My job right now is to be truthful, evidence-based, science-based training. You know, working with clients and, and saying, hey, you know what? Here's the deal. You're telling me you want to lose weight, but you're not because XXX X, X, this, that, any kind other of thing. I'm not going to sit here and try and hold your hand and tell you, you've got to at least do 30 minutes. Yeah, but you can do 30 minutes that is moderate to intense. But if it's the same type of workout and the same type of cardiovascular routine or the same type of weight training routine. It's never going to get better. It never will. And you will look exactly the same. There's a lot of things that go into having a proper cardio or weight training, intense routine or work. I hate the word routine. I really do because routine gets people to think about how, you know, it's just once again, routine for me, sounds like I'm checking off a box. So let's, let's get rid of that. You know, I love training. I love program design. Let's uh, you know focus on those words. And they're not buzzwords. That's not what I'm trying to tell you. What I'm trying to tell you is that let's label it correctly. Because at the end of the day, you are training. You're training for something. You're training to lose weight. You're training for a 5K. You're training for a, a mini marathon. You're training for a bodybuilding show. You're training to lose weight. You're training for your reunion. You're training for something. But the tool is exercise let's let's try and make that clear and i think a lot of the problems that we have especially when you consider popular culture social media mass media gym myth all these things don't talk about the intensity that you that required that is required for you to lose weight it's just not there now the hardcore guys like you'll see some guys that just I mean, when they work out, you know, we love to call them beast. We love to tell them, hey, man, dude, you are just killing it. And that's great. I get that. But you you look at that type of individual. We admire them. But when you sit down, it is a grind with them. Sometimes the intensity is not there. But their worst intensity day is your regular day. <laughs> I mean, you have to see the difference there. Intensity is such a a... I can't say that it is a underused term, but what I can say, it is a misused term. I think it's misused to the point to where if you are looking at training and you are looking at it at strictly one part cardiovascular or strictly one part weight resistance, you know, external or internal or whatever, if you take a look at those and break it down even further, what type of training? Am I doing power cleans? Am I doing isometrics? I mean, these are all fancy terms, but each one of those things can be intense. You just have to know how to do it. And if you don't, then please, 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 I urge you to talk and sit down with the honest to goodness professional coach, whether it's athletic performance, performance assessment, a, a professional personal trainer, you know, um, and I, I, I can't say that all personal trainers are made equal because they are not, but I will say that the best type of trainer in the world and i've always said this and i was taught through great mentors in the past and great professors and great teachers just i mean i've been really really lucky and blessed with that you know you've got your trainers and of course this is going to be another podcast again but just a just a touch upon it just to help you with intensity you know you want to pick the type of trainer that you know is not only academic and and book smart you know, with a degree, not just a certification. Certifications are just icing on the cake. That's saying, okay, well, this person, you know, went through some sort of rigorous training, not something that's on the weekend or something you can just spend your thirty-nine ninety-five and the next thing you know, I've got a certificate. I, I, can, I can print out certificates all day. But you're looking at somebody who actually has some academic background, you know, a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology, you know, a, a definitely a Master's in Exercise Sports Science. I mean, that is great stuff. But I think along with that, you can get those that are really book smart, but they just can't apply it. Then you also want the trainer that is academically smart. But then when you look at their workouts, I mean, it's just wow. And they look look the part. So when you get that type of trainer, that's the one I would rather see you guys gravitate towards. That's the one where it is more intense to take a look and go, you know what? That's that's what I want right there. I want to train exactly like that. I want to be exactly like that. Or you know what? And and maybe you don't want to be exactly like your trainer or exactly like that particular person, but you want to have the same intensity, the same vigor, the same confidence of going into a power clean or a heavy squat and go. Okay, I got this. I got this. You cannot be afraid to be coached or to be critiqued. For something that you're fearful of, and what most people do when they get into that intensity rut, they are fearful of the weights. They are fearful of the plyometric jumping. Now, if you've got bad knees, I get it. I get it. I understand shoulder I, You know, this is I'm talking about people. You know, with pre-existing structural conditions. You know, notwithstanding, I'm not talking about. oh well, you know what? I got surgery, sh- shoulder surgery. But I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you who have been on the recumbent bike for the last six months and you got your gym membership and you're thinking, why haven't I lost weight? Well, get off the recumbent bike. Why can't you jog? Why can't you walk at an incline? Why can't you double up on your cardio and go, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and train, do my cardio in the morning before I go to work and then I'll do it when I get home at night. That changes the intensity. That doesn't keep it the same. That changes it. So intensity, when you are thinking about making those changes, you have to add that to your fitness toolbox. There's no way around it. I don't care what you say. I don't care that I can't, I can't, I can't. I don't believe in the I can't. I just don't. It doesn't make any sense to me because I want to lose weight, but I can't. That's what basically you're saying. Because if you t- say that I want to be in shape, then these are the instructions. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I can't do four. Okay. But The instructions require one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I can't do three. I hate to run. Well, then good luck because you're never going to change. And that is just, it's not rocket science. It really isn't. I mean, there are golden truths out there when you lose weight, when you're trying to lose weight, there are golden truths out there where you take a look at the people that are so successful in losing weight or being in shape all the time or, Taking a look at their exercise protocol, there isn't a, a degree of intensity there. And you have to turn that on. And I mean, on a side note, I think some of the most intense people that I do know that are intense, they're competitive. That is something and it, that's, I've noticed that. I mean, I haven't done any scientific research on it. I would love to, to do another research paper that would kind of connect maybe intensity and competitiveness and how it affects. You know, a a weekend warrior athlete or somebody who just works out at the gym, because that is something that I have found that when a when somebody is competitive and, and and trust me, I've seen women that are just as competitive as men, and I've seen women that are so competitive that yeah, they want to get their numbers down on a mile run, or yeah, they want to do twenty five push ups, and their body changes along with that. There is there is something about changing the body and making sure that that intensity is there whether it is cardiovascular or whether it is weight training or changing how you train. That's going to do it this week for Mindful Personal Training with Dr. C. That's me. If you have any more questions or you'd just like to drop an email, you can do it at com. That's C-E-P-E-D-A. That gets misspelled all the time. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Stay healthy, stay well, and stay fit. Dr. Clint Cepeda has a research background in health science and exercise sports science with a focus in obesity and mindfulness. The statements made in this podcast are for educational and motivational purposes only.